How many feels good to be in church today? Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So good to be back in the house of the Lord. If you're, uh, the song says, if you're happy in your note, would you clap your hands? Come on, if you're happy in your note, would you clap your hands? Praise God. Amen. I, it feels good to be in the house of the Lord today. I'm excited for what God's going to do. How many has been thankful? Great praise and worship. How many loves to worship the Lord? Amen. What a great time we've had in worship today. Amen. Amen. And so thank you to all of our church family for honoring us during Pastor Appreciation Month. Uh, some of you have done things uh, individually, and I want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, from my family to yours. And uh, as a church family, thank you. Uh, those, those Snicker bars will go uh, very well. Um, and I, I will tell you that uh, coming out, out of our break here, this, this little trip that we took uh, as a family, I was thinking, man, I really need to go back on it. I need to go on a diet this week. And now you all just crushed that. that so that won't, that won't be happening. I mean, I have to push that back a little bit more. So uh, thank you for that, and uh, really, really appreciate that. And, and also, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for honoring our boys. They, they are three great, great guys, and, uh, and as, as Pastor West said, it, you know, it is a family uh, uh, position and, uh, and, and ministry, and uh, sometimes they, they get uh, carted wherever we go, and they got to figure it out. You know, they, mom and dad kind of tuck away, and we got different things going on, and they, they just kind of handle things. And we've got three great boys, three great boys. And uh, one more time, would you just honor them? I love you guys. Love you, boys. Guys, very proud of you. Very proud of you. And Joy Lynn over here, Joy. Amen. She just stepped out for a second. Amen. Glad to see her back today. And, and all those that's traveling, continue to pray for all those that's bringing everyone back home safely. That's traveling. Amen. But I have something special I want to do today. Uh, we were able to baptize a young man uh, not too far ago. And uh, I think it was stated that when he was up there on the altar praying, he got done. And he said, I just feel, what is it? I feel God so much. I just need to do something about it. He said, I just feel God all over, me, all over me so much that I need to do something about it. And so he made the great decision to be baptized in Jesus' name. And so we celebrate with Luke. Luke, would you come on up here, buddy? Look at this sharp man. Come on, let's give him great honor today. Sharp guy. I'm, I'm, proud, of, I'm proud of him. I'm so proud of him. And Almi knows that God's got great things in store for him. Big things, amen. And Luke Morgan, I present to you your, your certificate and also your Bible. You keep hold of that, buddy. And remember, amen. All right. I won't make you sing a song or do anything like that. All right. You can head on back out. That's the, oh, thank you, buddy. Oh, yes, thank you. Uh, amen. One more time. Give him a round of applause. That's so good. Yes, 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 amen. You may be seated and got some good family here with us. Amen. Nice to have Michael's brothers with us. Amen. Michael, brother, great to have you with us today. Can we make him feel welcome today? Amen. Amen. I believe it. I'm going to make sure I don't make this. Is it Rick? Yes, I got it. He's a man. It's a good guy right there. I believe you guys played a little golf yesterday too, right? So he's up in town and. Tried to play some golf. There you go. <laughs> That's the great thing about golf. You never know what, what's going to happen when you show up. 
And uh, it's so good to see everyone today, amen. So thankful for all of you. And uh, I believe, I, I feel like just at the end of our, our message today, we're going to have some time of prayer. And uh, I feel led, there's some, some folks in here that uh, um, have some things coming up this next week, and they've had some, some folks reach out to them about some prayer cloths and asked our church personally for some prayer cloths and things like that. So I want ministry to be ready to help me at the end of the, uh, the message today. We're going to invite some folks up here. We're going to pray together. And how many believe that we have some miracles this week? How many, how many is going to believe with your pastor today that God's going to bring some miracles? Amen. And... Uh, um, I, I want to say thank you to all of our ministry team. We, we're very blessed, and it's been stated already, amen, to be gone and everything be taken care of. Can we give all of our ministry, uh, everybody stepping in, great job, everybody, great job. And uh, we, we, we decided to drive, and we drove, and uh, that's always fun when you're long, long road trips, uh, very interesting things, but uh, we had a good time. So grab your Bibles and turn to Exodus chapter 17. And as you're uh, doing that, um, Exodus chapter 17, as you're doing that, I often say around here that the secret of a good sermon is to have a good beginning and a good ending and to have the two as close together as possible. And uh, I, I follow this um, I follow this, this, this article, this blog thing that for pastors and the ministry, and I read sometimes you know, comments that are said to, to pastors or ministry that when they get done with a sermon or a message, uh, different things people might say to them. You know, and I've had some doozies, but, um, but there's one pastor that noted uh, some time ago that he received an anonymous note after preaching that said, the Gettysburg Address was only 272 words. There's been some interesting things said. And then, you know, there's always that good one, you know, it's like, see, Pastor, I told you you could preach a good sermon, <laughs> you know, when you get done. Amen. Amen. Well, what about the other 70 that I've done already? <laughs> All right, Exodus chapter 17. If you're not smiling, you should be smiling. I mean, it's a good day to be in the house of the Lord. Exodus chapter 17, verse number 9. If you have that, say amen. If you're reading off the screen, say amen too. We're just glad that you're here today. Verse 9 says, And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose out men and go out. Fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. And so Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Verse 11, And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. Verse 12 says, but Moses' hands were heavy. His hands were heavy. And they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat, and he sat thereon. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, one, the one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. How many is thankful for great people around you sometimes? We need others, amen, we need others, and thankful, be thankful right now. If there's somebody in your life right now that's being there for you, amen, and, 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 just, and just sometimes when you just get heavy, amen, just, if there's somebody to lift you up, come on, be thankful for that today. Be thankful. If you're that person today, thank you. We need more of you, we need more of you. And Joshua just confitted Amalek, basically embarrassed him with, uh, with his people with the edge of the sword. And so with that, amen, he embarrassed them. He overwhelmed them with his sword. And so today, I want to title this message, There is Victory 
in hands that are lifted. There is victory in hands that are lifted. Amen. Can you just place your Bible down and help me pray over the word today? Pray for your pastor that God, that God would help me today deliver the word today. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we love you. We thank you. God, we thank you for the time of worship. God, we thank you for the praise that's filled this house today. God, I pray, Lord Jesus, anoint the word, God. Anoint your messenger today, God. Anoint these lips of clay, Jesus. Let me deliver, God, what you've given me in the wonderful name of Jesus. And someone say, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Look at your neighbor and say, there is victory in the house today. Amen, you may be seated. Young people are looking sharp today. You all look sharp today. A pastor one time got up and said, we're about to take up the offering. And uh, if you give $100, the message will last 10 minutes. If you give $50, the message will last 20 minutes. And if, you, if, if, or, yeah, and if you give $20, the message will last a full hour. So I don't, know how, I don't know how you all gave today, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Amen. In our text today, we find it was not long after Israel was delivered from Egypt, that they encountered an enemy which came against them. And after escaping the hand of Pharaoh, the harsh slavery that Egypt had entailed, in the grueling days, if you study this out, we see that just as the children of Israel think that they can take a deep breath and relax, we see yet another army after them. A group called Amalek came out to fight Israel in the wilderness. No matter where you're at in life, the enemy will find you and try to fight you. We see that Moses told Joshua to choose out some men to go fight with Amalek. And Moses said he would go take the rod of God in his hands and go stand on the top of the hill. Now you've got to understand the significance of the rod. You know, this wasn't just saying, oh, I'm just going to go up here and stand here for a while. But he's taking a rod where he just had smote I mean, the Red Sea and it departed. You know, this rod was something to him. It was something that God had given him. It was something that God had given him to show trust. Study it out. You'll find the rod was given to Moses to say, hey, listen, trust me. When things come into your life, trust me. God's given us all something in our lives to show God, I trust you in this moment. Amen? And so we see that Moses told Joshua to choose out some men, and I'm going to go up on top of this hill with the rod. And you find that in verses 10 and 11, if you put that back up there, verse 10. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him, and fought with Amalek, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And verse 11 says, And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. I believe within the scripture that God is speaking something to each of us that is very powerful. My very first point I want to bring out today on this Sunday is that there will always be a battle. There will always, come on, there will be some more amens than that. Anybody facing anything right now? Anybody going through anything right now? Any trials? Come on, somebody. When, when going after souls and the promises of God in your life, we need to understand there will always be a fight. There will always be a battle when you start pulling and reaching for loved ones out of the flames of hell. You better bet you will have an intensity of trials, troubles, and frustrations. In fact, 
If you don't have some moments in your life when you feel the heat, I would dare say you aren't pulling anyone out of the fire. Sideline Christians, listen to me right now. Sideline Christians are a dime a dozen. We don't have time to sit on the sidelines, church. We need a generation that will put on the full armor of God and go to battle. Oh, come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, we don't need sideline Christians. Come on, look at your other neighbor and say, we need to put on the full armor of God. Amen. Amen. We need this generation. You can count on the fact that that you will endure seasons and times when it gets tough. But I want to tell you that every battle you and I go through is another testimony that we can share with somebody else. Every storm we withstand, every trial we overcome, every stumbling block we kick out of the way, when it's all said and done, when the dust settles, when the fire dissipates, and when the report comes out, it will be God that gets all the glory. Come on, he's brought me through. He's brought me through so much. Every time, amen, it's a testimony. Anybody got a testimony out there today? Anybody got something to say, Lord, you brought me a mighty long way. When it's all said and done, amen, God's going to get all the glory. I'm going to let you know uh, in a little secret today, every promised land that has a giant and every miracle begins with a problem. I want to make sure I say that again, make sure we get this today. Every promised land has a giant and every miracle begins with a problem. If you live a problem-free life, you will live a miracle-free life. Revival is never an accident. I said, listen, young people, if you want revival in your youth group, it's not by an accident. It's somebody that says, I'm willing to pay the ultimate price, no matter the cost. I'll pray more. I'll fast more. I'll seek God more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, no matter the cost. If you read the book of Acts sometime and then ask yourself this question, do you think Jesus is coming back after anything less than what he left? Think about that, think about that. Read the book of Acts and then think to yourself, he's not going to come back to anything less than what he left. God has given us everything we need to be victorious. Which leads me to my second point. The Bible says that when Jesus, that when Moses lifted up his hands, that Israel prevailed. The Bible says Moses lifted up his hands, that Israel prevailed. You don't need the Greek or the Hebrew to understand this point. There is victory in hands that are lifted to God. Think about this powerful example. God's people did not win. I hope someone's getting this today. God's people did, did not win because of their skill, the armor numbers, or, or strategy, strength, or effort. They won by uplifted hands. Victory came with hands that were lifted in the Old Testament, and victory will come to this generation as well. If we're willing to lift our hands in the battle, if we're willing to say, God, no matter what I'm going through right now, I stand with my hands lifted. Oh. Come on, anybody been through something before? 
Anybody been through something before and you didn't know what to do, but you stood with your hands lifted and said, God, I'll worship you anyway. I'll worship you anyway, God. You've been too good to me. Oh, I love you, Lord. Come on, can we lift our hands right now and worship him? Can we lift our hands right now and worship him? Come on, I don't know what you walked in with, what situation you walked in with today. Know what battle you're facing right now. Come on, but there's victory in hands that are lifted. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Israel prevailed because hands were lifted. And today we prevail with hands lifted. Worship still works. Worship still works. A church that won't worship must be entertained by men and women who can't lead and worship turn into entertainers. I've not come to entertain you today. I refuse to be an entertainer. In this most crucial hour of the church, while people look for entertainment, God is looking for worshipers. Come on, quit looking at other people and what they're doing. Be a worshiper. Don't watch from somebody's opinion. Don't look for somebody's opinion. But say, for me in my house, Come on, for me in my house. Praise God. Entertainment must go. And worship must be renewed in our churches. Amen. People are showing up on Sunday and being entertained. Walking out the same way they walked in. Come on, somebody. But this church isn't like any other church. We don't watch what others are doing or not doing. Come on, we're focused in what Jesus is doing in this house right now. Come on, there's people that come into this house with different needs, different backgrounds, different situations, different battles. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's a King of kings and Lord of lords that loves you with all of it. Come on, son, that loves you. There's grace and mercy in this house today. You see, I've, I've learned, I've learned. That you can't outdo God. It is, it is worship that attracts the hand of God. You're saying, Pastor, I want to get back to my relationship with God. Just begin to worship Him. It is worship that attracts the hand of God. Worship attracts the heartbeat of God. God is in love with worshipers. Why? Because praise is different than worship. Praise is saying, God, thank you for what you're doing. And worship means, God, no matter what, you don't have to do anything else for me, I'll still worship you, Lord. You don't have to do another thing for me, God, but I'll still worship you, Jesus. That's the difference. Man, worship is intimate. It's heartfelt. Anybody can walk in and shout. Anybody can walk in and dance before the Lord. Anybody can do that. But it takes somebody with some passion, some determination to worship. Because you've got to give God, you've got to be patient in your worship. Come on, this isn't an hour for firecracker Christians. We need some people that says, I know the heartbeat of God this hour, and I want to be in tune to what God's trying to do in my life. Come on, my family right now. Amen. Man, when we lift our hands in the sanctuary, we're not waving a white flag of defeat. We're not, we're not saying that we give up or that we can't take anymore. 
I want all of hell to know today that this generation may be a lot of, th- may be a lot of things, but one thing we are not, and that is quitters. Devil, don't you think for one moment that those young people over there are going to give up on God just because you see their hands waving in the air. Don't mistake it that they're not giving up. In fact, we have our hands up because we know that victory is on the way. I worship him because victory is on the way. I know God's got it all under control. Ah, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to remind the adversary today, amen, not to mistaken my worship. Amen. I'm not waving my hands in the air today to say I give up or I'm quitting or I'm throwing in the towel. But my hands are lifted saying, God, I don't know who holds, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I, I don't know what's going to happen next week. But God, today is a day of salvation. Today is a day I'll worship you. Today is a day I'll give you my all. My God, church, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I know what's happening in this moment right now. And God's stirring and God's reaching. Hallelujah. 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 Luke, Luke 9. Luke 9, verse 62. It says, And Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. You kidding? Look at your neighbor and say, Are you kidding me? Tell him, Are you kidding me? I'm not going backwards. Someone needs to declare that today. I'm not going backwards. Some of y'all getting it. Preacher said, I can't get no help up here. No, I'm not going back. I'm not going to go backwards. I'm not going to take two steps forward and allow the enemy to take what, rob me of what I'm working for. Come on, some of you are taking steps in faith, and I love that. But don't you allow the enemy to knock you back. I'm not giving the enemy any more ground. I'm not going to, I'm not going backwards. The best is yet to come. I said the best is yet to come. feel that so when we lift our hands in the house of God we are showing our love unto God it is part of our worship unto him in Psalm 63 verse 2 through 4 Psalm 63 verses 2 through 4 says to see thy power in thy glory oh so so amazing so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary because thy loving kindness is better than life my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. (laughs) Psalms 134.2 says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. (laughs) Lamentations 3.41 says, let us lift up our heart with our hands unto God in the heavens. 1 Timothy 2 and 8 says, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath, Woo! Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let me let me go ahead, let me touch on that for a moment. Let me touch on that for a moment. Don't don't lift your hands on Sunday and wake up tomorrow saying it was all for naught. Cuz that's how the enemy works. Come on. Listen. That wrath and doubting. I'm not going to doubt what God's doing for me in this moment. 
come on, God's brought you through. Just in this church service, I mean, there's some breakthroughs that has happened in this house today. And I want to tell you right now, when you wake up tomorrow, remember the breakthrough that happened today. And in that moment, still lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. God, thank you, Jesus, for filling me with the Holy Thank you, Jesus. And so, listen to me. So when I stand to my feet, and I lift my hands unto God, I'm proclaiming victory. You mean, Pastor, in the middle of my battle? Yes. Are there any Shadrach, Meshach, and Bendigos out there? Are you willing to dance in the fire? Are you willing to, wa- are you willing to worship in the fire? When things aren't quite going well for you right now. When things aren't lining up well for you right now. Are you still willing to worship? Come on, we don't need pouting Christians. We need Christians that says, listen, there's a battle that's that's fighting me right now. And I refuse to give in. I refuse to throw in a towel. Come on, where's the prayer? Come on, where's the prayer that stirs up in your spirit that says, I feel the enemy fighting me. But I'm not going to give him any more ground. I'm going to fight back. How am I going to fight back? I'm going to worship. I'm going to worship my way through this storm. I'm going to worship my way and call on the name of Jesus. I want to serve notice. I want to serve notice to the the old devil today. That me, you, and this generation will not surrender. Listen. There's a fight, guys. There's a fight against the church. There's a fight against worship. The enemy is fighting us. And the enemy is trying to separate people. Because he knows he can take you down and get you alone. It's true. Study the scripture. Think about the Good Samaritan. The Good Samaritan was alone. Okay? But the the Bible, of course, thieves attacked him. The thieves, plural, when he was alone, attacked and robbed them. You know what the devil's trying to do this hour? He's trying to separate people. He's trying to isolate people. He's trying to get people... Come on, somebody. This is not a moment when you need to push everyone away. This is the one moment when you say, listen to me. I need some people around me that when I get, come on, when my hands are lifted, my, I, get, I get heavy. And... Now's the time when God, listen, when God puts a name on your heart that you do pick up the phone and call somebody because their hands are getting heavy. Come on, when that neighbor beside you says, listen to me, will you pray with me because I feel lonely right now? That's when you need to pray with them. Come on, when your neighbor, when your friend calls you on the phone and says, pray with me right now, you need to drop everything and pray with them. We need to show the adversary, amen, he's not going to win this battle. Because I believe there's still a generation that knows how to worship. Amen, we're going to serve notice to the enemy right now. Amen. At 3120 South Walnut Street, amen, we will not surrender. We will not stop worshiping, and we will not give up. We may not understand everything. We may not have all the answers yet. But one thing we do know is that our worship unto God will get us through the toughest times and darkest moments of our lives. I'm in love with Jesus, and he's in love with me. Come on, can you say that today? I'm in love with Jesus, and he's in love with me. 
in the darkest and toughest times of my life. Come on, somebody. Oh, I hope we get this today. In the darkest and toughest times of our lives, I want to be found with my hands lifted. I want to be found, Brother West, with my hands lifted unto God. Come on, when my family begins to see me go through different tough times, I want them to see a godly example with my hands lifted. Come on, I can still worship through the pain. I can still worship through the hardship. Come on, no matter what you're facing right now, are your hands lifted? Whatever battle you're facing right now, whatever storm is raging in your life right now, can you still say, Pastor, I got my hands lifted. I'm going to worship my way through Come on, some of y'all been through some stuff. Am I right? Some of you weathered some storms, haven't you? Some of you, my God, the the ship has been wrecked and you grabbed whatever piece you could to float on. Some of you have gone through some, some of you have gone through some battles. Some of you faced some things, some dark places, some tough moments. But there you are still today in the house of God. Amen. There's victory in the house when there's hands lifted. Come on, there's victory to be had. In this moment, when you say, I'm going to lift my hands unto God. Because there's victory. When the hands are lifted, there's victory. Amen. In those dark moments, you didn't know what to do. Sometimes, how many people say, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know how to help. Come on. How many ever felt that way before? You just, I didn't know how to help anybody else. But we were there, weren't we? What got us through? What got us through? What got you through? As, I remember as a young person, I remember, I mean, I, I wasn't perfect. I wasn't perfect. I made mistakes, you know. I said things I shouldn't have said, and I did things I shouldn't have done. But one thing I always had in my spirit, I, always, I just knew I, oh, I had to get back to the house of God. I, needed, I, I didn't stop me from worshiping. Come on, I didn't, I didn't deserve to worship. I can tell you that. There's times I didn't deserve to worship. I didn't deserve to kneel on an altar and have God forgive me of my sins, the things I was doing to forgive me. But yet he still forgave me. But yet when I still lifted my hands, I still would have tears flow down my face because I would feel the presence of God. Why? Because he's a loving God. He loves you with a great love. For, so God so loved the world that he gave. He gave of himself to you. That you may live and have freedom. You have choice today. You can stay in your seat and say, I'm not going to worship. I'm not going to praise. I'm not going to give my life to Christ. You have that choice. Or you can say, you know what? I'm recognizing something here. I feel something stirred. I feel, as I say in the scripture, my heart is pricked. Something's stirring at me today. I want more. Come on, I want more. I desire more right now. I I feel the hand of God pushing me, encouraging me. Come on, somebody. Do you feel that today? If you feel that today, do something about it. Stand with me. Stand with me. The musicians would come, the singers. No matter what I'm facing right now. Come on, I'm going to ask all of you right now. No matter what you're facing. No matter what battle you're facing right now. No matter what storm you may be in.
I wonder all across this congregation if you would begin to lift your hands to heaven right now and begin to say there is victory in hands that are lifted. Come on, begin to feel, begin to see victory coming your way. Come on, believe it. Have faith to believe right now that victory is in the house today. Amen. Bills coming in, no money to pay them, but I've got my hands still lifted. Doctor's report says you're not going to get better, but my hands are still lifted. Amen. The employer may have told you, amen, amen, work's going to run out by the end of the year, but my hands are still lifted. Pastor, relationship problems. I've got relationship problems. I've got, I got school issues, young people. List of full of reasons to be negative in my life. Pastor, I've got lists of reasons to be negative. But my hands are still lifted. That's what separates the sideline Christians with the true Christian. Sideline Christians go over and pout when things aren't going their way. But true Christians say, you know what? I'm going to worship my way through this. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Right there in your pew, you begin to worship the Lord. Come on, begin to worship the Lord. Come on, begin to pray. Seek God. Come on, with hands lifted. Come on, can you visualize it? With Moses' hands lifted, victory was being had. Can you imagine the men beside him that were helping hold up the hands of Moses? How good that felt that they were contributing to victory. Come on. Come on, you've got your church family here with you. You've got people that love you. Come on, don't you feel alone? Come on, this battle, whatever you're facing, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Verse 11 says, And when it came to pass, when Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. Before we sing this, I'm going to leave you this one last thought. One good reason to continue is stronger than 100 reasons to quit. One good reason to continue is stronger than 100 reasons to quit. Stop, well, stop talking about how big your mountain is. Pastor's preaching himself right now. And start talking about how big your God is. Get your hands back in the air. Get your worship activated again. Amalek is hot on your trail. Worship. Worship. The enemy loved nothing more to destroy what all that you're building up, what God is doing in your life. Amen. Don't allow the enemy to steal and rob you of your worship. Come on, one more time with hands lifted as they begin to sing. With hands lifted today, there's victory in hands that are lifted unto God. Come on, let's worship the Lord right now. Let's worship. Let's worship. Take all. I have in these oh, hands yes, and multiply. Come on, with hands God, lifted. All that I victory can have. find my heart on the altar again. Set me on fire. Set me on fire. Take all I 
having these hands and multiply God all that I am